Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The full-time whistle has just gone in Origin Game 2 from Suncorp Stadium. And, of course, the Blues, they've run out with a big win here, 26-0. Not as big as Game 1, but still an incredibly impressive game for the New South Wales Blues. And, you know, last week or last game, they scored 50-odd points. Incredibly impressive. Scored 26 today, which is still a good knock. Most impressive, though, they've kept the Maroons to zero. They kept them to only six points last week. And this is something that... Uh, you know, I, I've never really seen a New South Wales team do, to be honest with you. I understand the Maroons are missing a number of troops. They're coming out of a golden era. I get it. I understand that. But New South Wales, I don't know. I'm starting to wonder if this whole state of origin spirit, maybe we've turned the corner. Maybe the Blues are starting to understand what it's about. Maybe it took for us to have our pants pulled down last year to start to understand origin. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm talking too early. I don't know. But for the Queensland Maroons to not score a point at Suncorp Stadium, um, that is scary. That is unbelievable. And, I mean, yes, you're missing Harry Grant, you're missing Caelan Ponger, I understand a number of troops out. It's Blues team. I mean, you're still without Jake Trevojevic. You had no Boyd Cordner as well, so two pretty big losses there. For me, if you had to pick three guys to captain this side at the start of the year, it would have been James Tedesco, Boyd Cordner, and Jake Trevojevic for me. So, you know, missing two of their real leaders in this side, and there's this back line has just been unreal. And, you know, I know that Latrell Mitchell and, and Tom Trevojevic, they will get all the credit, and so they should. They have been unbelievable. But I'll tell you what, these two halves, they've been sensational. And the one I'm going to touch on is Jerome Luai. Now, I cannot believe how controlled he has been. He's a guy that's always played very sporadically. He's always played very much so off the top of his head. He has been so controlled in this series. It's been unreal. It hasn't been about Jerome Luai. It's been about the New South Wales Blues, and I've appreciated that from Luai so much. He just chimes in and just picks his moments when he knows the team needs him. If not, it is shovel the ball onto the Ferraris he's got around him, and I think it's such a credit to Jerome Luai and who he is and the footballer that he's become. This is a guy that I didn't think was going to be the starting 5-8 for the Penrith Panthers 18 months ago. I thought it was going to be Matt, Matt Burton's job without a doubt. And what Jerome Lewis has done has been incredible. And what he does to Nathan Cleary as well, 
another series where, you know what, Cleary probably won't get the credit he deserves because people will say, oh, Tom Trevojevic and Latrell Mitchell are unstoppable. You've got to give credit to your seven. He moved them around perfectly. He kicked well. He defended incredibly well. He took on the line when he had to. A very, very impressive knock from these two. Incredible. Um, to the coach, Brad Fittler. Uh, geez, I, I always think it's funny with Freddie. I remember two years ago uh, when he picked... Tom Trevojevic at centre, he went a little bit obscure and everyone went, oh, genius, how smart is that? Playing fullback at centre, so good. Last year he did the same thing, moved Clint Gutherson there, it didn't work out, he was an absolute fool. Why aren't we picking genuine centres? Why aren't we picking guys that are playing centre week in, week out? Anyway, Freddie backs himself in again because you know what? Freddie understands football. Freddie is a natural footballer himself. He gets it. He gets it better than any of you out there. He picks two that are playing fullback week in, week out. Obviously, Latrell Mitchell, he was a natural centre, but he hasn't played centre in two years. He hasn't played origin football in two years. Picks him at centre, partners him with Tom Trevojevic, and he just allows them to go out and play footy, and he got the absolute best out of them. So well done to Freddie. You can't you can't pat him on the back and then say he's a fool only a year apart for doing the exact same thing, in my opinion. I love the way that Freddie coaches this side. I think he's done extremely well. I think that he brought in to the Penrith Panthers culture, which for a lot of older heads, that would be a really scary thing to do. It'd be a scary thing to sort of hand the keys to these guys while they're running around playing music. They're on Instagram all the time. They're doing all this sort of stuff. But Freddie, he just backs his players in. This is why guys at the Roosters, they would always go to another level. And you would all, you know, all the guys I talked to that have played at the Sydney Roosters in those early 2000s that played with Freddie, he just lifted guys around him. And he's doing the same thing in the coach's box here. Um, Daniel Saifiti, he is a premier front row in our game. I thought he was unreal last night. He had such a good game. He was incredible. He's another guy that Freddie picked out of obscurity a few years ago. We all laughed at him. Look at Tariq Sims this year. Another guy we all laughed at him. I was critical of Tariq Sims as well. Don't get me wrong. He's a guy that I wouldn't have picked. But early, in the early stage of these games, and they all ended up being blowouts, but in the early stages, Tariq Sims, he came up with big plays in both games. He laid on one try for Jerome, for uh, Brian Toto with a sensational offload. It was a brilliant ball. And then yesterday, sorry, last night, he came up with an unbelievable run in the first minute. And it ended up 26-0, and no one probably remembers that set. But go back and watch it. Queensland Maroons, they come out of the gates absolutely flying and they belt and they bash the Blues into their own 10 metre. It's third tackle. They haven't got past the 10 metre yet. And Tariq Sims, he comes up with an experienced origin play. He charges through their line. He bends them back 10 or 12 metres and it allows them to kick from their 30 instead of their 10, essentially. It was a big play in the context of the moment. In the first minute, Queensland had the chance to, at Suncourt, come out and bash this side that belted them the week before. And I'll tell you what, in that very first set of six, if your halfback can kick from the 30, not ideal. But in a set where he probably should have kicked from his own 10 metre and instead he gets to kick from his 30 down to their 30 or 20 off the back of a Tariq Sims run. It is a massive, massive play. This is a guy that he won't get anywhere near player of the series, Tariq Sims, but my God, he has been unreal. And well done for Freddie for backing his gut on this guy. He's been sensational. I thought Cam Murray and Isaiah Yeo last night, they were unreal as well. I think both, I haven't got the numbers in front of me, but I guess both would have made 40 plus tackles. They were just in everything. The way that uh, Isaiah Yeo shifted the ball early, he was sensational. Cam Murray did an absolute number on his opposite number, Jai Arrow, by the way. He was absolutely gassed throughout that game. Cam Murray, he has just gone to a new level recently. He has been so impressive. And 
I saw that there was a moment after the game where Cam Murray and Brad Fittler came together, sort of gave each other a hug, and it was just the calmest thing you've ever seen from Cam Murray. It was just a, yep, my job's done there. Yeah, he's not a guy that loves the praise. He's not a guy that lives to get all that sort of attention. He is just a toiler and a hard worker. And I have no doubt whatsoever that within the next five or six years, I think he will be the next captain of the New South Wales Blues. A true leader, Cam Murray, a sensational footballer. Off the bench, Angus Crichton thought he was unreal. Payne Haas was sensational again. Uh, but I guess the, the last night was owned by James Tedesco. And we've spoken about a lot leading into this Origin Series, talking about... Teddy Howe, we couldn't believe how no one was talking about him. It shocked me that no one was talking about this guy. We mentioned to Natty yesterday that this is a guy that, I'm sorry, 18 months ago, he was the best player in the in the world for the second year running. He is an incredible footballer, James Tedesco, and yes, things have been a little bit unorthodox for him at club level, and he's just fitting in around the new Sam Walker system, which doesn't really suit Teddy, but he's just doing the best thing for his club. Last night, he absolutely brained it for his state. In game one, There was a couple of moments where he could have done things, but Tom Trevojevic had the hot hand, and James Tedesco understands that. He's about winning. He's not about James Tedesco. That's what I've always loved about Teddy. Last night, he had his chance to shine, and my God, didn't he deliver. Simply sensational from James Tedesco. He had 14 offloads. He had a heap of metres, 234-odd metres, two line breaks, two tri-assists, and 10 tackle breaks in an origin game. That is unbelievable. James Tedesco, such an impressive specimen on a football field. He was unreal. Brian Toto, obviously his first series, I just thought he was fantastic as well. Another guy that topped 200 run metres, 212 from 23 runs, 78 post-contact metres. Brian Toto was unreal. A couple of offloads in there as well. Just such a strong game from him. He's going to be in this arena for a long time. Had the fastest play the ball of any outside back as well in this game. So very, very impressive for Brian Toto. The centres, we mentioned these two are just unreal. The touch that Latrell is in right now, it is scary. And... I posted during the game that I always I always remember thinking back to 2019 when everyone bagged him and said he wasn't he's he's not ready for the Origin Arena he's not up to it and I said the entire time stop doubting this bloke he is made for Origin he's made for big stages yes he had a shitty game one there in 2019 he had a shocker don't get me wrong you you judge guys how they respond to their worst games and I'll tell you what he had his worst game of of his career in 2019 game one he was dropped after that. You fast forward six six months later, and there he is throwing the flick pass to send Daniel Tupu away down the sideline to find Tedesco inside to win the grand final. Big stages, big moments, call for big players. Latrell Mitchell has always been one of those. Now he's returned to the State of Origin Arena. Absolutely brained it in game one. Tom Trevojevic was the best on the field for me, but Latrell Mitchell, he was second, and it was daylight to third. He was unbelievable. And then in game two as well, just killed it. He was just so dangerous. Absolutely bullying Kyle Felt out there. He just launched an assault on this New South Wales team. For them to keep... There was a big moment in that game where Latrell Mitchell got a one-on-one steal very early in the contest, as well as I said, he was just bullying Kyle Felt all night. And what he did in that moment, that was massive. It ended up leading to their first points, built the pressure for their first points. A sensational moment there from Latrell, a guy that, you know, he had 11 runs. He ran for 176 metres without a line break. He was just incredible. 
such a fantastic footballer with two offloads there. Was unlucky not to have better stats than what he did, to be honest with you. Latrell Mitchell, such an incredible performance. Josh Adokar, obviously the guy that, you know, the only guy in Sky Blue that didn't score a try, essentially, in game one, backed it up with two tries for the New South Wales Blues last night. A sensational effort from Fox and well-deserved. And, you know, this New South Wales team, so impressive. As we said on our Instagram page, I think it's 76-6 to right now. And the Queensland Maroons have had two games in Queensland. I understand they're missing players. I get it. But to concede almost 80 points, it just isn't Queensland to me. I don't know what's going on here. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later today. So stay tuned for that podcast. We're going to jump into Paul Green and what his future looks like. And to be honest with you, we said from day one when Paul Green was named, I don't think he's going to have the impact to be able to turn them around after having a loss or when they're behind at halftime. I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to be able to get enough out of them. And I'm sorry, I think I was exactly right. This is a guy that he's he's had two games for Queensland. They've conceded almost 80 points. Now, do I feel a little bit sorry for Paul Green? Yes, I do, because he was essentially the guy coming in to coach after Wayne Bennett. It's like playing a song after Elvis, you know? You don't want to come in after Wayne Bennett wins the unwinnable series. It was always going to be tough. Missing a number of troops, drama over the last 24 hours. It has been hectic for Paul Green, but... I just don't know if he can come back from this. I just don't know if these Queenslanders are buying into his message. I just don't think he's able to deliver it. I think there has to be a change, but we'll touch on that a little bit later. For the Queensland Maroons, obviously an extremely, extremely disappointing night for them. Um, I thought the one shining light, I thought Christian Welsh was really good. Uh, 15 runs for 132 metres. I mean, he was the only forward to go over 110 metres, essentially. I thought he was unreal. Came up with a couple of fantastic offloads early in the game, then threw one that went so far back it was ridiculous, and it really put Queensland on the back foot. It forced Daly Cherry Evans to kick from his own 10-metre line. I thought that was a big turning point in that game, unfortunately, for Welsh. I thought outside of that he was great. Another guy that I thought was unreal was Kurt Capewell. Um, obviously playing out of position, was shown up on a couple occasions that it's probably not where he should be, just doesn't have the pace to be able to handle the position. But I thought he tried his absolute ass off, Kirk Capewell. I couldn't possibly uh, bag him for his game last night. A guy that shouldn't really be there, but he's just doing the absolute best that he can. Dane Gagai, a couple of good moments, but, you know, just marking up against Luttrell, he is just in such fine form at the moment. And, you know, I said at the start of the series, the one guy I was worried about was Kyle Felton. Look, with all due respect to Kyle Felt, I, I'm not sure if he plays another origin. I I wouldn't have had him there in the first place, and I thought he was very disappointing last night. Um, defensively, there has always been issues there. I think he put a lot of pressure on Day Gagai. I felt sorry for Gagai because he obviously, you could see the way that New South Wales were attacking, attacking especially James Tedesco. He really had Daly Cherry Evans' number. That was a guy he was targeting to get at. And then... You know, it just frees up so much space for Latrell Mitchell when he did get one-on-one with Gagai. Just so hard to handle. Um, Yeah, I felt very sorry for Gags this series, coming up against a juggernaut on that edge, obviously. But Kyle felt, you know, you you pick this guy because he's fantastic in the air. I thought he had a couple of opportunities where he really could have made that his own, and he didn't take those. And defensively, I was disappointed with him all night. There was the one-on-one steal he gave away. Um, Yeah, I... 
Cole Feld, he's come up with some massive moments in his career, but I just don't think he's cut out for this arena. Um, and I say that with the most respect I can possibly say it. But for me, I think that might be Kyle Feld's last origin game. Um, I thought Josh Papali, a little bit disappointing, to be honest with you. I thought he was just going to have so much impact. It was going to be insane. He was a little bit disappointing for me. Um, just got over 100 run metres, which is very unlike Papali. And it just didn't seem to have the same impact and sting as what we're used to from him. I thought Jairo, he started the game really well. He came out flying, put out a good shot um, on the first hit-up. But then you could, he was just exhausted so quickly, Jairo. Um, he got caught out of position a couple of times as well. Um, I've always said I don't really think he's an edge-back rower. I think he should be a middle. Uh, but that's where, I mean, they didn't really have much choice, did they, Queensland, unfortunately. And, you know, the David Fafita ploy to bring him off the bench, I, I probably thought he was better. Um, this game and last game, to be honest with you. But I don't know. He's just starting to sort of head into that category of a potential flat track bully for me. And, um, you know, I say that with the most respect once again. But I want to see more out of David Fafita. He came on in that game. He had 10 hit-ups for 73 metres coming on when there was tired bodies around. Like, I just don't I just don't get it. And this is what I've said all year about him, that he goes missing in moments. You can't rely on him. And... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The last two weeks, the last two origins, we haven't been able to rely on him. But he's one of these players that he's able to score three tries, dominate, score a 1,000 supercoach points, and we sort of start to forget all this other stuff. But this is the reality of David Fafita. He needs to find more consistency in his game. He needs to bring himself into each and every contest because what we're getting at the moment, for me, it isn't good enough. And I know people are going to get upset with that. They're going to throw their hands in the air because we love highlights and whatnot. But we need more out of this guy. He's a better footballer than what he showed last night. He's a better footballer than what he's shown all year essentially except for two or three halves of football when he's been a world beater on a flat track. I'm pretty disappointed in David Fafita at the moment, to be honest with you. I think he could offer so much more. Francis Molo, a guy on debut, didn't really see a heap of him. Um, He was solid, didn't let them down. But, I mean, I think we got exactly sort of what we expected out of Francis Molo, realistically. Um, I thought Andrew McCulloch, Good without being great. Made a couple of rogue decisions on their line. And, you know, it's always been the knock on Andrew McCulloch. He's never really been an attacking nine. But I wouldn't say he was the problem, realistically. I thought Ben Hunt was really good when he came on. He tried a lot of things. Uh, He was willing to take a lot of risks. Did a lot of defensive work. I think the game was sort of gone by then. But there was just a couple of moments where... I just, it was just very un-Queensland. There was a moment where Val Holmes wrapped, wrapped down the left side and put in a kick that it was just never on. It, it came close to working, and I understand that, but it just wasn't on. It was third tackle. You're against the grain. You had just had a penalty. You were putting pressure on. And to come up with that play in that moment, I just don't understand it from Val Holmes. I just don't get it. And look, the reality is 26-0. I mean, the Blues... 
they blundered a couple of tries as well, realistically. There was a one where Cam Murray wasn't on side for the play where Tom Trevojevic should have scored there. Instead, that's a penalty 20 metres out. Like a huge swing of momentum there. So I think they got a couple of breaks, Queensland. Uh, I, but I know they're missing a lot of troops. I understand that. Um, but, oh God, it's a disappointing series for them. It was so very disappointing. Felice Cafusi, another guy that tried his heart out. But for a guy with his much experience, I probably expected more out of him last night. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't want to put the shoe in too heavily into Queensland. Obviously, uh, their fans will be very, very disappointed with what they saw last night in that game. And it's a grim... It's going to be a grim year leading into Origin next year. And obviously, you've got Origin 3 now. We're not sure where that's going to be played. If, if that's in Newcastle, good God, good luck. Because that is going to be one hell of a crowd there. You know, the scary thing is that as much as they're missing guys, they've had two games in Queensland. They've conceded almost 80 points and scored six it is just unbelievable. Um, Cam Munster, um, I just don't think he was as involved as what he should be last night. I really don't. Um, I know he was had the heroics last year, and I've always been the biggest Munster fan in the world, but wear that Queensland number six jersey, you need to be more involved than what he was last night for me. I just... And I understand there was a number of opportunities that they probably should have scored through Kyle Felt. They bombed a couple of them. They, they left points out there on the table, and you could tell the frustration that Munster had, and that, that's another thing that makes me think Kyle Feltz probably played his last game for the Queensland side. I just think you needed more from Munster. There was a couple of times where he sort of got the ball sort of off and offload. He threw a dummy down the short side, which quite often guys just hang off him. It's like he's got spiders on him, but last night the Blues, they were just all over him. DCE, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, DCE. I mean, if you're picking a Kangaroos team right now, I think he's lost that jersey. I think it has to go to Nathan Cleary. And Nathan Cleary didn't even brain it during this Origin Series. He just did his job, got a good team to the right spots on the field, delivered the balls to the strike weapons that they had. But that is what being a halfback is about. And DCE, I don't know. It's just not working at the moment for Queensland. A number of troops come back into this side. I understand that. You've got to return KP. You've got to bring in Harry Grant. You had the Mulatala drama. You had the Reese Walsh injury. You had all these things go against them, and I understand that. But one thing I do know about Queensland is that they're not going to make excuses for what's happened. They're going to cop it on the chin. They're going to move on to the next one, yeah? They're going to move on. They're going to deal with it. So I'm not going to rattle off all the excuses for Queensland because the reality is whether you've got players missing or not to concede 80 points in Queensland, it is simply not state of origin. It is not state of origin for what we know of the Queensland Maroons. I'm going to be talking plenty during the week or over the next 24 hours or so about guys that impressed me in this game. Go a little bit more in depth and also talk about the two coaches because I I think that these guys are at absolute polar opposite ends of the coaching spectrum right now. It is a very, very interesting one. We did tip the Blues to win this series 2-1. To be honest with you, I'm not sure if they can, if Queensland can win this third game. I'm not sure if they can, especially if it is played in Newcastle. Fuck, even if it's played in Queensland, it really hasn't made much difference moving forward. You would have to assume Harry Grant, Caelan Pongan would come back into this side. I think you will see a couple of changes there. So it will be an improved team and maybe just the fact that it's a dead rubber might just get them home. New South Wales won't be as up for it. But well done to the New South Wales Blues, a sensational uh, two gamers there, obviously both in Queensland, as I've said a few times. So for them to set this sort of a record, this sort of defensive effort, the first ever Queensland Maroons team to ne- not score a point in Queensland, 
That is simply unbelievable for the New South Wales Blues to do that. Incredible. And there were so many plays where Queensland should have scored and the Blues just came up with desperation plays. The one from Tommy Turbo to knock it out over the sideline. An unbelievable moment. And then later on in the game when it was completely irrelevant, it didn't matter. Brian Toe came up with a fantastic effort on Kyle Feld to knock that ball loose as well. One that I'm sure I, I thought Munster was going to cow punch Kyle Feld at that point. But this New South Wales team, as I said at the start of this podcast, maybe some Something is changing. Maybe we're starting to understand origin. Maybe the Queensland Maroons haven't got the right guys in the building that are delivering that message to them. We're going to touch on Paul Green later today, as we said. Stay tuned. Plenty of State of Origin content to come very soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.